On this episode of the Talking Hawks podcast, we are joined by young Hawthorne midfielder Finn McGuinness. Finn talks us through the takeaways from Hawthorne's pre-season scratch match against Geelong, how his career has developed under the tutelage of Sam Mitchell, and what we can expect to see this year from Hawthorne on the park. This is the Talking Hawks podcast. Hello and welcome to the Talking Hawks podcast. My name is Tim and here at Talking Hawks, we aim to connect Hawthorne fans from around the world. Make sure to like and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Talking Hawks. Subscribe and like us on YouTube and like and follow us on your favourite podcast provider. Today we're joined by a young Hawthorne midfielder who made their mark in 2022. He's played 19 games, kicking three goals and has clamped down on opponents quicker than a flash. He's the human padlock and AFL Supercoach player's biggest nemesis, Finn McGuinness. Thanks for having me, Tim. Good to be on. No worries. Thanks very much for joining us, Finn. Now, first question we have for you, now that Jaeger's left, how have you handled being the best-looking rooster at the club? Any extra pressure? No. No, I don't know about that. Um, Jaeger definitely had that crown for a while, but now there's just a few other boys. Connor Nash, he's a great-looking rooster. He's got me for height and strength as well, so I think he's got me covered still. I know Sam Mitchell made a comment when uh, your brother Ned was down at training about you being Steve Warlock. How did that hit the ego? <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, it was a bit stiff, I thought. He loved it. Um, and all my family got into me too. Cousins, had a few texts, uncles, aunties, cousins, friends as well. Um, they all loved it. So, yeah, it got a bit of airtime. Um, yeah, I was a bit flat about that. <laughs> Now, speaking of your brother, Ned, he obviously joined Hawthorne in the preseason for some training. Uh, he's been touted as a possible father-son pick. What was the experience like for you having your brother there around the club? Yeah, awesome. Well, I was really proud. Um, Ned's had like good growth throughout his um, junior footy career. And I think he was a really good player when he was younger. And then the last couple of years, he was been really small, um, just grew late, hit puberty a bit later. And now he's just shot up and he's sort of coming into his body. And just to see, like, he's putting in a lot of effort into his footy. And, you know, it's great to have your brother around. We're great mates. Um, I'd love it if one day he got to Hawthorne, but obviously don't want to put on any pressure. Um, so, yeah, I'd love having him down the club. Hopefully it can happen again sometime this year, maybe in school holidays or something. Um, but, yeah, awesome. That's fantastic to hear. Now, last week you had the match simulation against the Cats. Firstly, how did you pull up after the match? And what was the mood like after the game? Yeah, I pulled up all good, no issues. Um, yeah, it was a little bit flat, you know. We wanted to perform better than what we did. We got pumped by 80 points or so. And, yeah, didn't perform to what we hoped or expected. So, yeah, I think there's a bit of fire in the belly going into this weekend. We've got a point to prove and we want to be in our straps before round one. We don't have to leave it to the day of round one. So, um, yeah, I think the boys will be ready this week. That's what we look forward to seeing, especially on Thursday evening when you take on the Pies down in Tassie. Uh, what have been the big takeaways from the clash? Uh, I think just the consistency of the effort. Um, I think every player had a moment where they did something great and then two minutes later they did something really poor. And, you know, we want to, as a young side, just be more consistent with our efforts. Um, often young teams can you know, sort of ebb and flow in terms of consistency, effort, performance. And the really good teams are always performing to the best of their ability. Um, so that's sort of been a big takeaway. It's just trying to minimise those, you know, poor efforts or maybe lapsing concentration or skill errors and um, bringing out our best, our weapons, um, as consistently 
as consistently as possible. Now, in the game against the Cats, you played predominantly midfield with some patches forward, but you didn't take up your customary tagging role. Uh, will there be a change in how you play this year, or was it just trying out new combinations for that preseason hit out? Yeah, I think I was just trying new combinations. At times, I played up forward, um, played on Tom Stewart for a little bit. Uh, you know, I did play on Paddy Daniels for a little bit, but there were so many players on the bench, a lot of rotations. It's a bit hard to tag in um, practice games sometimes, but I think I'll definitely do that at stages this year for sure. Um, I think at times I might just play as a midfielder or a wingman as well, but I think I'll yeah definitely be tagging um, quite a bit throughout the year. Don't want to get too much away, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Connor Nash has said that new midfield coach David Hale is pretty similar to the Rayman in terms of his number crunching ability. How have you found Haley as a midfield coach and what's been his approach? Yeah, Haley's been really good. He's, um, he wants to fill us all with confidence and bring in our strengths. Um, he knows we've got a young midfield, but he wants to use that as an advantage. Um, you know, there's a lot of energy within the group. There's a lot of spirit. Um, we're all good runners. We're pretty quick. So it's how can we bring this out? Um, best thing about Haley is he's so approachable as well. Um, he's great to chat about things away from footy. Um, so, yeah, he's a good person to go to. And I think all the boys feel really comfortable around him. And speaking of good runners at the club, obviously Josh Weddle's come in. What's it been like having a young guy like him who's been able to show off that endurance? Yeah, no, he's been, he's been um, good to have. I've sort of been, had a bit of dust in the face because he'd be up there blazing the track and I'm just stuck behind him. But uh, no, he's, um, he's coming. He's an awesome athlete. Like he's, I think he's, what, 193 centimetres maybe. He'd already be around 90 kilos running like he is. It's uh, pretty incredible for a first-year player. Um, he's going to be really exciting. And I think he's just so eager to learn. And he does he gives his best every single session. Um, so I've got no doubt that you know, over the next couple of years, he'll get the best out of himself for sure. We look forward to seeing him out on the park, hopefully this year for Hawthorne at some stage. Adrian Hickmont has an excellent reputation for his out-of-the-box thinking and approach to the game, and his title at the club is contest coach. What can you tell us about the role that Hick plays at the club? Hick, a um, bit of everything, honestly. He's a bit of a mix to fix it. If um, something goes wrong, he'll look at it. Um, the good thing about Hick is he's really good at understanding his players. So often if you're in a bit of a form slump, you might do some work with Hick. Um, he'll... He'll work with you. He'll help you. Likes going over vision, really diving into players' mentalities. Um, but he's really got filling players with confidence as well. And yeah, he loves. He was obviously pretty tough back in his day when he played back at the Blues. So he like he likes going through all the contest stuff, um, ground balls, contested possessions, sort of in and driving that, reviewing that after every game. Um, but Hicks a great resource. He's um. He's a pretty quirky character. I don't know if you get to see too much of him, but behind the four walls, we're in the four walls of the footy club, so he's pretty quirky. He's got a lot of energy. Loves playing Simon Says. Uh, I reckon we did that about maybe 30 times throughout pre-season. So a lot of push-ups involved, but um, nah, he's great to have around. Simon Says is a primary school teacher's favourite game, so we've got a lot of admiration yeah. there for Hick. <laughs> now, your breakout <laughs> game last year came against Melbourne where you played on Ed Langdon and you did a fantastic job of blanketing him. What was the catalyst for that move to tag during that game? Um, well, the year before, I'd actually... I don't know if you've watched much BFL or if anyone listening does, but I'd played a bit under Sam Mitchell when he was coaching Fox Hill. And I'd done a few tagging roles and... Um, at the time, um, you know, I wanted to obviously play in the ones, but then 
a year later, I was like, wow, I'm actually glad he's done that because I had that ability to come in straight away and play on someone like Ed Langdon. Um, and yeah, I did a, did a decent job and that sort of got me started and I got that belief that, yeah, I belong at this level and I can play at this level. Um, so that, yeah, that was a huge game for me and I'm really grateful for Sam. At the time, I probably didn't appreciate it, but I knew now looking back, I'm like, yeah, he just, he was adding another string to my bow while I was down there at um, BFL so that when the opportunity arrives, I could sort of keep the ground running a little bit. That confidence that you belong at the level certainly would have been added to later on in the season when you played on the likes of Jai Simpkin and Bailey Smith, Tuke Miller and Tim Kelly as well. Uh, so obviously when you go out there, do you feel more comfortable now and more relaxed when you're giving that tagging assignment throughout the week? And then how do you actually prepare for it? Yeah, um, I think so. It's uh, We feel relaxed when you're doing well, but if your opponent kicks the goal or gets a couple of touches, um, you're not very relaxed then. Uh, in terms of preparation, um, I watch a lot of vision. So I watch vision of the players and how they like to play, how they get most of their footies. I look at a few stats as well. Um, and yeah, I just try and I normally sit down with a coach. It could be someone like Hick or it could be someone like Haley or Sam Mitchell. And we just try to work out the best way that I take them um, and limit their influence. Um, so yeah, mostly I'll just watch vision and then try implement it the last training session before we go out to play. Um, but yeah, if I, I've got to watch the vision. That's like the main thing that, um, you know, gets me the right mindset. Now, Tigers are often maligned by opposition supporters and obviously super coach pundits as well. It's both a, a physical and a mental challenge for you, obviously, to, to stay disciplined throughout the whole game. How do you keep that focus throughout the full four quarters? Yeah, it is. Um, but to be honest, it's just more like taking it quarter by quarter. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but, um, you know, if I'm playing on a midfielder, he's probably on the ground for maybe 15 minutes before getting a break. So it's just taking every single block and trying to, um, you know, when I'm on the bench, I mentally switch off. When I'm in the uh, like halftime or in a huddle, I'll listen to the coaches, but I'm just making sure that I'm relaxing. I'm not, you know, using too much energy um, because it is, it is physically challenging, but it's also mentally challenging for sure. Um, and it helps when you get a good start and you're feeling good. And so that's what I try and do is just, you know, stay switched on, compartmentalize. So maybe like, one quarter, then the next quarter, then the next quarter, and don't let anything that's happened in the past try and affect you. Um, yeah, it can be a challenge, but I enjoy it. Like I really love doing my role, and you know, I, I know a lot of players out there maybe wouldn't like to do it, but I've really embraced it, and um, you know, I feel like I'm contributing to the team with what I'm doing, so I'm happy to do it whenever Sam wants me to. You can hear the enthusiasm in your voice when you're talking about it too, so that's <laughs> what, that makes the job a lot easier. Uh, now, in the day of the life of Connor McDonald that recently came out from the Hawthorne Footy Club, there was part of a, a clip that included a bit of match simulation where you highlighted the lack of protection that the team were giving John Newcomb from Tigers. Are you consciously being more vocal in terms of how you're helping out that midfield group? Yeah, I think so, definitely. Um, it's all sort of the, once Jager's gone, Tom Mitchell, Ben McAvoy, you know, there's Liam Shields, there's that's left a void and it's got to be filled by younger players like myself. I know I am, I am young, I'm 21, but in terms of our midfield, I'm probably, you know, fourth, you know, fourth, fifth oldest. Um, and there's a lot of players a lot younger than me. So, you know, it's up to folks like myself, Daisy, Jai Newcomb, um, guys that are still young in their careers, but we're a bit older in terms of our list and our average age. So we, it's important for us to start stepping up and, 
everyone else on the list as well. Um, we want even contribu contribution across the board. Um, so yeah, I do, I do try and, you know, voice my opinions as much as I can and help other boys out. Um, yeah. It was very interesting watching you and Duke during some of those preseason scratch match scratch matches, sorry, on each other and just seeing the physicality from both of you and both of you had these big grins on your face. So it's good to see you both yeah. enjoy the, enjoy those contests. What's the, yeah. uh, what's the pressure been like for you? Obviously you, you came into the club as a father son pick and you've gone to a club where you, your father was a premiership player. Have you felt sort of any added pressure? Um, I get asked this quite a bit, but honestly, not really. Um, I don't know anything different. Uh, Everyone knows my dad played and, um, but to be honest, I don't think that puts any extra expectation, at least that I feel. I think most of the expectation is probably for myself. Um, and dad's never been one to, you know, he, he didn't force me to play footy or he just wanted me to do whatever I was happy doing. So there's never any pressure from dad um, or within my family. It's sort of, you know, I, I put pressure on myself as every player does, but I don't really feel anything outside of that, to be honest. That's excellent to hear that because obviously being a young player coming in, if you've got that added pressure, it's going to make it very difficult to be able to live up to your own expectations as well. So yeah. Sam Mitchell, second year as coach, and obviously he's implemented a, a new game plan, a very exciting game plan. What's Sam Mitchell been like a, as a coach to you personally? Yeah, Sam's been great for me. As I mentioned before, I had a year under him at VFL. Actually, I'll take you back. The first year I came to Hawthorne, he was my line coach in the midfield. I did a lot of work with Sam. Um, and then the next year, I played pretty much boxer the whole year. And he was head coach there. And I worked really closely with him then, not knowing that he would become head coach. And then when he did, it was like, wow, I've already had a year under him, sort of, a year up on a lot of other boys. So, you know, I sort of took that as a bit of an advantage. I already know the way he wants to coach. I know what he likes, what he doesn't like. Um, but he's been great for me. He's been, the one thing is, he's always really clear with what he wants, what he wants me to do, how he wants me to play. I think it's relatively clear where every player stands, what every player needs to work on. Um, just his transparency is really great. And he's so honest, um, at times too honest. No, I'm not joking. He loves a spray, but uh, um, if he's spraying you, that means he likes you. So, um, yeah, I've loved working with Sam. Um, yeah, he's been – I'm really excited for this year. He's been, you know, a lot of fun in his first year um, having his head coach and hopefully – you know, as we get a bit older, get a few more wins on the board and a um, bit of reward for effort. Certainly seems relaxed when you see him on the on the sideline during the Geelong game, even though the scoreline wasn't in our favour, he still had a big smile on his face. And I imagine as a player, if you see your coach, it looks like they're enjoying being there, that would be a positive to have as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he, he, uh, I think he loves football. One of those guys that just absolutely loves it, lives and breathes it. So, um, yeah, you can definitely feel his passion when he coaches. Are you able to give us any insight into uh, any of our injured players? Like Cooper Stevens, obviously, at the moment with concussion, Mitch Lewis, Harry Morrison. How are those boys tracking in terms of their return? Yeah, I think um, Mitch Lewis is back. I think he's up and running. So, oh, actually, I'm not too sure. But I know Harry's back pretty soon. Um, I think he's looking at um, round one, I think so. Well, I'm not too – I don't quite know that, so I'm not – too sure, but I think he's yeah tracking the right direction. Cooper Stevens trained fully today, so he should be right um, for whenever his next opportunity is. I think the teams haven't come out yet for Thursday, so we'll wait and see. But um, yeah, I think he's all right to play. And there's a few other boys like Fiona O'Hara and Josh Morris who are in rehab, and they're just tracking well. Um, I think over the next few weeks they should hopefully suck in back into a bit of uh, 
maximization of training. So, but the list is pretty healthy. I think those four, well, Cooper's back now. Those four boys are the only boys that are injured. So I think everything's pretty positive out of, um, out of their camp. So, yeah. Certainly very exciting for us, the supporters to see, especially when you consider the back half of last year, when we had a, a plethora of players out with injuries and um, out for surgery as well. So yeah, for sure. What does a what does a pass mark look like for this season for Hawthorne? Um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I think you know last year we put a lot of emphasis on getting games into younger players, and we probably prioritised development. Um, I think this year we'll slightly move a bit more towards you know we want to perform, we want to win, um, but we're still obviously a developing young team. There's going to be some good moments, some not so good moments, but. Um, you know, this year we want to just take that next step in our journey. Um, I'm not sure what that is in terms of wins and losses, but we'd love to, at the end of the year, look at our, you know, our 21, 22, 23, 24-year-olds and say, yep, they took that next step. Um, and then that should set us up for next year, I think so. And then last question we have for you is, what can Hawthorne supporters look forward to seeing this year from Finn McGuinness? <laughs> Um, hopefully get none of the opponent's skin a little bit, a uh, bit of niggle. Um, and uh, I think someone I'll hopefully just be dedicated to my role, um, do what I need to do for the team, um, bring out the best in other players. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm bloody excited for the year ahead. Um, you know, it's, I've been, we've been training all pre-season and, we just want round one to come around. We can't wait for Essendon at the G round one on Sunday. doesn't get much better than that. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited. And I think all the supporters should be as well. We're looking forward to seeing the MCG bathed in brown and gold on the 19th of March when we take on our uh, our old foe in Essendon. Yeah. So it'll be great to, great to see that. Thanks very much for joining us, Finn. We certainly appreciate you giving us the time and good luck on Thursday night against the Pies in the uh, the last practice match before the real thing starts off. No worries, Tim. Thanks for having me. No worries. This has been the Talking Hawks podcast. And until next time, go the Hawks.